Welcome to the Faith for My Generation podcast, where our vision is to shake and shape a generation with the power of God's Word. We're on one mission, to raise up a generation of powerful believers through the relevant teaching of God's Word. I'm so thankful that you're here today. I'm your host, AJ. Let's get into the episode. Good morning. This is your wake-up call. Wake-up call 016, impossible. Wake-up call 016, impossible. Hey, I'm thankful that you're listening and or watching this wake-up call. Wake-up call 16 for the year. Time flies. That's awesome. Hey, I want to look at Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. You've probably heard this verse before. If not, we're going to look at it together today. Hebrews eleven six. And if you have heard it before, I want you to hear it and see it with new eyes. The Bible says this, But without faith, it is impossible to please Him. And we're talking about God. For he who comes to God must believe. He who comes to God must believe that He is and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. But without faith, it is impossible to please Him, God. For he who comes to God must believe that He is, and He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. I know I've heard this verse hundreds of times, read it a lot. But it's important to see the power of just the direct command of Scripture, the simplicity of Scripture, of God's Word to us. And there's two things I want you to take away from today's wake-up call. Wake-up call impossible. It is impossible to be pleasing unto God unless you are in faith. We see here in Hebrews 11.6, in fact, this entire chapter, Hebrews 11, is known as the Hall of Fame of Faith, I've heard it called. If you read through Hebrews 11, it's, it's, a, it's fun to read through because you read uh, the first few verses of it, you see some statements of fact about this, what can seem mysterious, this substance called faith, this supernatural reality called faith. And then it goes into a list of all these great heroes of faith, Abel, Noah, Moses, Elijah, Japheth, Daniel, different people, then some unnamed folks. And it goes through so many different, uh, Sarah, Abraham, goes through so many of these heroes of the faith. And what's so great about this chapter that I love, because I'm very practical, it, it makes statements like, well, Sarah refused to believe that she couldn't have a child, and she believed God and judged God faithful. That's a powerful uh, way you, you say it, really. Hebrews 11, 11, I'll read it since I mentioned it. By faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed, and she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him, God faithful, who had promised. So you kind of get into all these different descriptions of Enoch walked with God. He had faith, so he walked with God. Abraham had faith. You know, Moses had faith in God, so he forsook the riches of Egypt. Abraham had faith, so he obeyed and left his promised land. Every one of these heroes of faith in this chapter, you see a practical example of what faith looks like. But you get to verse 6, and we see a plain statement of fact. It's not my opinion. It, you may agree with me, but it's not your opinion. It is factual. 
without faith, I cannot please God. Without faith, it is impossible for me to please God. I can't please God through work, though faith has works, the Bible tells us in the book of James and many other places. I have to have faith in order to please God. I can't give my way into pleasing God, though giving scriptural. Uh, as the Bible says in you know, was it he, um, 1 Corinthians 13 about love, I could burn my body. I, I could do all these extravagant acts, but if I have not love, I have nothing. And we know that the Bible tells us that faith works by love. They're, they're two sides of the same coin. As when, you get, when you get right down to it, when you're serving God, there's so many of these attributes of the spiritual life that are all intertwined and connected. You can't really have one and not the other. Well, I'm, a, I'm a love person and not a faith person. I'm a faith person, not a love person. It, it doesn't happen. In order to walk in love, you have to have faith. In order to have faith, you have to have the love of Christ. They're all connected. But what we see here today is this. It is impossible to please God without faith. That phrase, please God, the, I believe the author of Hebrews is Paul. We don't see it directly stated, but it's so similar to so many of his other works. And when you think about Paul being a Hebrew of the Hebrews, uh, studying the Old Testament law, knowing it backwards and forwards, and arguing from the law, uh, it, it, demonstrating how Christ is the Messiah, uh, he makes a good fit for the author of Hebrews. But the author of Hebrews uses this phrase, please God. It's a Hebrew phrase. It's something very natural, normal in the Jewish world that to please God means to walk with God. Now, I read Hebrews eleven six, but the verse right before it, you could read it right into verse 6. It says this, verse 5, By faith Enoch was taken away so that he did not see death and was not found because God had taken him. For before he was taken, he had this testimony that he pleased God. Now, notice that. Enoch walked with God. You know, the King James says he was not because God took him. He walked with God. And what? why did God take him up, translated him into heaven, not experiencing death, as we can see right there? He did not see death. And to this day, Enoch is in heaven. How? I do not know. But he has not experienced death yet. God translated him, just took him on up. One day he's walking when, with God in fellowship, and the Lord says, you know what? It's closer to my home than it is yours. Just come on with me. And he goes on to heaven. It's amazing. It's a miraculous thing. But why did that happen? Because he pleased God. Enoch was walking with God because he pleased God. Enoch pleased God because he was walking with God. And that phrase, to please God, means to walk with God. You know, that's what faith is, is, is living life in God. Everything you say, everything you think, everything you do should be founded in faith. The Bible even tells us anything done outside of faith is sin. That's a powerful statement, isn't it? Anything done outside of faith is sin. See, I don't want to get out of faith. I want to stay in faith. I want to stay in believing I want to believe God. I want to trust God. I want to trust Him for who He is and what He has said. Now, there's two parts to faith. What are these two ingredients to faith? You know, I was, I was scrolling through Instagram, and I, and I follow several accounts that, uh, that make desserts. I love, I like, I just love cooking. I enjoy cooking. I also like baking, and I have a real big sweet tooth, so that goes hand in hand, but it can be dangerous sometimes because I'll get in the kitchen, and an hour later, I'll have about two dozen cookies. And I'm thinking, someone's going to have to eat all these. Luckily, I love cookies. But there's the problem. I love them, and I make them. 
<laughs> but I'm following, you know, a couple of these Instagram pages that show all these wonderful desserts, just calorie bombs of desserts. But they'll post, I just know, saw this the other day, and that's why it's on my mind. You know, it said three-ingredient cookie. I was like, okay, this is interesting, three-ingredient cookie. But, like, part of it, part of the recipe was three ingredients. They didn't count the vanilla, the butter, all this other stuff. So, really, it's like nine ingredients. So, you led me astray here. You, you kind of deceived me in thinking I only needed three things. But, really, what you were talking about was the, the one part of the cookie. But this is in all seriousness. Faith has two parts. What are the two ingredients to faith? The first one is you have to believe that God is. You have to actually believe that God exists. You believe in Him. You have to believe that He is who He says He is. You know, you, it, it, and it's not just believing that God exists, but you actually have to trust Him and in the testimony of his word, 1 John 5.10 says this, He who believes in the Son of God has the witness in himself. Notice this, He who does not believe God has made him, God, a liar, because he has not believed the testimony that God has given of his Son. Now, does that mean that God is a liar if you don't believe in him? No, but in your life and in your mind, you've made the testimony of God a lie. You've heard the truth and you refuse to submit to it. And in your mind and in your life, I say you're generally, because I believe that you're listening and watching. You are a person of faith. Someone who does not believe God makes God a liar in their deceived mind. They'll hear the truth but won't submit to it. You see that so many examples of that in the world today, don't you? People... They'll hear the truth, and then they'll say things like, well, you're just, you know, you're being a bigot. You're not loving. You're not kind. If you call sin, sin, there's some people that are so deceived that when you call sin, sin, they'll say, well, you're just a bigot. Oh, Jesus was a, would never say that. It's like, I don't think you've read the words of Jesus, actually. Actually, Jesus called sin, sin. He called things out. He called out the sins of the hearts of men and women, told them to repent and turn. One of the first things Jesus said was, the kingdom of God is nigh, repent. Repent now for the kingdom of God is nigh. The kingdom of God is coming close, so go ahead and repent. No, when you don't receive the word of God, in your mind you've constructed his truth to be a lie. And you've believed a lie. If you want to have faith in God, you have to believe that he is. It makes me think of Moses. Moses told God, when God commissioned him to go to Egypt and lead his people out of captivity, Moses says, if I go back, they're going to ask your name. Who do I tell them sent me? And God said, tell them I am that I am sent you. God is I am. I am what? He's what you need. He's the light of the world. He's the bread of life. He is the water to those that thirst. He is righteousness to those who are dead in sin that can be made free, set free, and made the righteousness of God. He is joy to the depressed. He is hope to the hopeless. He is love to the hateful. He is what you need. He changes you. He recreates you. He makes you a brand new creation. He's the author and finisher of your faith. He sets men free. He gives life to the dead. He's the prayer answering God. He is who he says he is. He is who he says he is in his word. He is who he says he is by the testimony of the Holy Spirit in your heart. 
You can trust God. Second, res- second ingredient to this recipe of faith. You have to believe that God's a rewarder. Now, this may mess up some people's theology, but it's that simple. God rewards faith. God rewards faith. Hebrews eleven six. Without faith, it's impossible to please God, for he who comes to God must believe that he is, and that he is a rewarder of those that diligently seek him. You won't diligently seek God unless you believe he'll actually meet you. You know, I've at this point, I've shared this before, I believe, on the broadcast on some of the episodes. I probably will again, but several years ago, I mean, I just felt in my heart, just so I was, I woke up out of sleep and was rebuked by the Spirit of God because I was not giving time to prayer like I should. And um, so I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I know this, when God wakes me up from sleep and rebukes me about something, I'm going to change. I don't need to go, I don't need to have that happen several times. Amen. So I just got up and started my life of prayer, and that was several years ago. And every day I commit so much time to prayer. But you know, one of the reasons I pray is because I believe God answers prayer. Imagine spending time in prayer, but not actually believing He'll hear your prayer or answer it. Well, that's a That would be a really great motivator to never pray. You've got to believe that God will reward your faith. He says he will. He's a rewarder of those who diligently seek him. You know, there, there's many scriptures that testify that God rewards faith, but one I love that I'm going to share with you on this wake-up call is Psalms 3410. This is a good one to commit to memory. The young lions lack and suffer hunger. But those who seek the Lord shall not lack any good thing. You know, uh, just recently, my family and I, we went to the zoo. We saw these animals, and we got to see the great big giant king of the jungle, the lion. And the scripture is saying here, even young lions, when they're in their prime, when they're as fast as fast can be, when they're the predator of the plains, and they can go out and take out those gazelles and those antelope and those you know, safari animals or Sahara Desert, I guess, Sahara area, wherever lions live. I don't know. They live in India, too. They're different places, I guess. <laughs> I'm not a lion expert. But I know this. The Bible says that even young lions, when they're at their strongest point in the prime of their life, sometimes what they hunt for gets away. You've probably seen the National Geographic shows where the antelope makes it away, makes it away alive. You know, today it gets to live. And God's saying, even though in their strongest point, in the prime of their prime, sometimes they miss it. But those who seek the Lord will not lack any good thing. If you'll seek God diligently, what does it mean to diligently seek God? It means to walk with God. It's what Enoch was doing. It means that you're going to walk with God. You're going to please God. To diligently seek God is to submit to His Word, to believe that He is who He says He is. What does it mean to diligently seek God? To study His Word, to listen to these podcasts. Not just mine, but good Christian podcasts that teach you the Bible. Why, why else would you listen to teaching on the Bible unless you believe in it? You want to learn more about the things of God. What does it mean to diligently seek God? Be part of a faithful church. Commit yourself to the things of God. Tell people about Jesus. And if you do that, if you do that, you'll never go without. You'll never lack any good thing. You, want to lack, you will not lack peace joy, love, provision, health, strength, soundness of mind. There's a boldness that comes on you when you live in faith. 
Hebrews 4, verse 16, with the same idea of pleasing God. It says this, Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in the time of need. See, when you have faith in God, there's a boldness that comes over your heart and your mind. that You approach God because you believe that He is who He says He is and that He rewards those that seek Him. So let me encourage you today. Believe God. Have faith in God. And believe that He will reward your faith. He'll miraculously reward your faith. He's not unfaithful. He's not unjust. He's the promiser that always comes through with the promise. He is faithful and just to fulfill His word. It doesn't matter whether it's you, me, or anyone else that believes Him. He's no respecter of persons, and He rewards the faithful. Hey, that reminds me, we are the faithful. I'll see you next time. I hope this wake-up call blessed you today. I appreciate you listening. Thanks so much for joining me for this episode of the Faith for My Generation podcast. Remember, every Monday I've got a brand new wake-up call for you. And every Thursday, I've got a brand new episode right here on Faith for My Generation podcast. And remember, we are the faithful.